All right, welcome to the week six Sons of Fantasy Football League podcast. We've got the commies against the Bears. And uh, joining me tonight to talk week six in the Sons of Fantasy Football League is from Take Your Ball and Go Home, Shane Stein. Third place, Take Your Ball and Go Home, Shane Stein. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, we're, we're injured. We're, we're hurting. Uh, a little disgruntled over here after Joe Mixon got tackled at the half-inch line. Cost us our normal yearly 75-point dub that we, we always squeak out. Yeah, that's weird that you lost a game like that. I was thinking about that. Yeah, weird being on the other side of one like that. Um, thought I was going to really snake one there. And Joe Mixon, soft as, soft as baby shit. Just tackled at the half-inch line. Cost me, cost me a big win against the Flocks. So we're, we're hurting. Got a big rivalry game this week. Um, going in with the, with an injured squad, but we're going to see what we can do. This is not a rivalry because it's been very one-sided <laughs> in this league. Um, oh, Brian Robinson. Man, this guy. Um, so, yeah, big game with us this week. I'm sure we'll talk about it in a little bit. Joining us from the Seawolves. Phil Bruce, how's it going, buddy? Groundhog Day. Stop me when you've heard this story before. It's week six. Seawolves, best record in the league. Highest scoring team in the league. No chance of winning the championship. <laughs> uh, we've been here many times before. I didn't pay attention enough. Did you cut Russell Wilson? If you have not, uh, I am willing to make a trade. So that we go down with the ship. It feels right. Need him on the roster for us to do that. Happy to be here. I thought Groundhog Day was because we're watching bad Thursday Night Football again. So. <laughs> it has multiple applications. This is the Justin Fields breakout game, though. I'm calling it. Heard about it. Haven't seen it yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're the one who told us it was happening. All right, got the, amount of money, the amount of money this podcast has invested in this tonight it's gross. <laughs> is, is sickening. He's doing some things. If you didn't play his touchdowns and just have some yards, he's doing some stuff. We're all right. The next time we hang out, I, I can't let you guys near my phone. Like, I can't risk you seeing what I've played in FanDuel for this game. You'll, you'll never forgive me. We just got to get our bankrolls up for that Friday in Delaware because, oh, they don't, they don't allow it in Delaware. We're good. We'll we'll do it on the only, drive parlays, down. only about parlays and teasers? Is that what they want? Yeah, but we can do it on the drive down. Cool. True. Cool, that's what I want to do at 6 in the morning on Friday. <laughs> Freaking wired. <laughs> Not Shot good stuff. out of a cannon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I have trivia tonight. Uh, I think it's a fairly easy question. We'll see. Um, if you were paying attention on uh, uh, Monday night, while Troy Aikman was doing the broadcast, Patrick Mahomes eclipsed Troy Aikman's career touchdown total. Troy Aikman has 165 touchdowns in his career, in his illustrious career, and Mahomes is now at 166 after the four tutter game on Monday night. I'm looking for the 10 active NFL quarterbacks who are ahead of Patrick Mahomes on the all-time touchdown list. 
All ten players right. have started a game ahead, in the Shane, NFL I'll, I'll this let, season. I'll let you help yourself there. F- finish the question. What was the, re- what was the rest of it? All ten, all ten of these quarterbacks have started a game in the NFL this season. All ten of these quarterbacks have started a game in the NFL this season. All right, Phil. I'm sorry. Can, can you repeat it one more time? <laughs> I, I got interrupted. Well, my, my wife made fun of me, to be clear, yeah. I'm looking for the top, I'm looking for the top ten active quarterbacks in touchdowns. All right, I'm gonna so, go dive by the name. <laughs> now I'm gonna let Shane short sit at his ankles answer this one first. <laughs> Thomas Brady. <laughs> Bonus point if you can tell me how many touchdowns it is. Oh God, that he has. Yeah. Oh my God. No. He has like six bills. Six thirty one. Fegley and I were talking about this. That guy up there. He's off camera. Fegley and I were talking about this earlier this week. If you think about Tom Brady's career, if Tom Brady was the number one overall draft pick, he came up because we were talking about how Joe Burrow stinks. If Tom Brady was the number one overall draft pick, to have the career Tom Brady had, it's still like one in a million odds. And for him to do it as a sixth-round quarterback, it's, it's an absolute walking miracle. <laughs> a, a walking miracle. My God. Yes. <laughs> you, you and Shane, set up some time, hang out, talk about how amazing he is. All right, Brady's first. Uh, I'm gonna go with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is second, four fifty-seven. Sounds like some uh, un, unhealed childhood wounds there, Phil. Jesse James caught that ball. <laughs> All right, you went with Rodgers. Yeah. Matthew Stafford is fourth, 328. Okay, who's three? I feel like we should be better at this question. I think we do it every year. (laughs) Yeah, no, we do. for this one. If I had an actual fucking game on. Oh, I can sign in via an app. Um, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is seventh on this list. 230 touchdowns. He is on this list. Former Washington Commanders quarterback. Reason for every question. Uh, I gotta believe that Matty Ice playing for the last 15 years is on. Yeah. Yeah. Matt Ryan, third, 372. That was the one. Oh, man. It's gonna be some shitty backups. I have at least two more. Pass. You can't pass. 
take take your loss like a man. David Carr. He 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 played thirty years ago. Yeah. <laughs> if you manage brother Derek Carr, he's tenth on the list at two oh one. Whoever the shitty quarterback is on Eddie's team is who I meant. Derek <laughs> Derek Carr, tenth, two oh one. Barely know any of players. Reason for every question, we're uh, usually watching him cook on Thursday nights. <laughs> Um, RW1. RW1 is fifth, 296. Um, <laughs> Will he get to 300 this year? <laughs> what you say is that? 296. <laughs> Over, huh? Scoreless first quarter. <laughs> we gotta get back in the lab. Alright, we got three more. I think I have one more. Oh, man. Is Winston on this list? Jameis Winston is not on this list. He's oh. 14th with 139. Phil, you lose again. Well, he has to get it right. I'm pretty certain that I have one more. I'm trying to think. Um, but kind of gave it away when you said that they've started at least one game. So I'm trying to think of guys that started one game. And got to believe that Mr... Wacko for Flacco. Mm. Wacko for Flacco is on this list. He's number six. Number six. Uh, with 232 touchdowns. Congratulations. Now you're going to make me think. Is Tannehill on this list? That's a good one. Ryan Tannehill is on this list. He's ninth. 205. One left. quarterback played for one of these teams that we're watching tonight. I can't get the game because it's on Prime Video. <laughs> so I was thinking reason for the question, but there's no way. I'm trying to think. He started in, what, 2016? Wentz started in 2016. There's no way he's there. No way. No Wentz, way. Wentz is next after Mahomes, 150. Nah, there's no Oh, wait. No, not golf. Started for one of these teams. Yep. Who are the commanders and Bears? This falls on this list. Nick Foles is not on this list. Nick Foles. <laughs> yeah. Has so don't, don't just say wrong. Don't 82 go. touchdowns in his career. Oh, I got it. I got it. Started started a game this year. Um, the Red Rifle. The Red oh. Rifle. The Red Rifle is on this list. 228 touchdowns for Andy Dalton. Pretty good job, guys. Good question. Good question. Comes up. Comes up, mate. All right. So, we had our first trade go down. It's a good place for us to start. Um, yesterday, 
Nevermore and Abuse from Park got together for a swap. Nevermore traded away Travis Etienne and Traylon Burks. And $25 draft cash for the aforementioned Joe Mixon and Alan Lazard. So the own five Nevermore squad getting some reinforcements, trying to make a little run at it. What were you guys' thoughts on the deal? Yeah, it's not often that you see uh, 0-5 squads buying um, at this point in the season. But kudos to the Nevermore uh, making a little run at it here, trying to improve the squad. Um, spending a little of that cash that they got at the draft that uh, kind of went to uh, went to waste there when they left 30 bucks on the table or whatever it was. Um, but I mean, I think, uh, they got better. I think Nevermore got better and clearly they're going to have to pretty much not run the table, but they got to, you got to figure they got to win at least seven games or so, eight games the rest of the way and plenty of time still left to, to sell if, uh, if need be. So, um, I thought it was kind of an early trigger pull by, uh, by amusement park, but, um, I think we alluded to it, what was it last week that, um, they had to kind of go out and get some value for they, they had very limited options on their team so um, that was pretty fair trade on both sides I like sure I think this was a panic frustration type of deal um, you could have held out and held on to those guys and gotten 25 at the deadline for, for those two players, probably. And seeing, like, hey, you're... I, I, I get it. You're one and four. But it's too early to sell. My opinion. Um, love it for Nevermore. You can see if you can make a run here. And if you can't, you flip those guys and get your money back. Good, good move for Nevermore? Sure. I think it's way too early. To give up on your team for a team that has Chubb, way too early. And what are you, what are you gonna do at the deadline night? Like you sold, you're you're you're, you're done, you, and you're just gonna hold on to Chubb for next year. Okay. Yeah, I definitely saw the tire side of it because he, like you said, he can always decide in a couple weeks that he's ready to sell. I'm sure someone will give him some bucks for mixing, even Lazard. Um, and it's a free some- rental. Yeah, like he, he's gonna be able to flip those guys for twenty five to anybody. Yeah, and he has other guys. You know, Fournette's yeah. gonna. Uh, I know there's been some Keenan Allen interest from guys in the league. So, yeah, um, yeah, and I think Sure's just. I mean, he didn't fully sell. Uh, he did get what could be a good keeper. We'll see what Etn is. Um, you know, I think we'll see him continue to get more work as the year goes on. So. I got it on that end too, but it was probably a little early, but I think he's just realistically looking at his team and he had a chance to get a potential keeper in ETN and they're hard keepers at running back are hard to come by. So I, I understand uh, at a good price. So thought it was uh, like Shane said. I mean, there's, a good, there's a good chance that by the end of the season, I mean, ETN I mean, we've seen, we've talked about it, alluded to it, beat it to death, how Joe Mixon can't stay healthy. Um, 
value than Mixon by week week ten, week twelve, right? That's a really realistic possibility. I can't keep up with the takes on the podcast. First, it's Mixon's worth sixty, maybe more. Now it's he can't stay healthy. ETN's worth more than him. I, I, I can't keep track. I'm saying it's a realistic possibility. I'm not saying that's the case right now. I mean, but in a, in a trade like this where he's he's betting on future value, um, obviously he's not keeping mixing again at, at, at the price tag. Um, he picks up a, a decent shot in the dark keeper option in ETN for um, someone that he wasn't going to be able to keep anyway. So... I thought it was a decent, decent flyer. Who wasn't gonna? Who wasn't he gonna be able to keep? Mixon. Why? He just kept him. I know, but I mean, price tag going up next year. Obviously, sees that didn't he, work he, out this year. A week ago, you guys said Mixon was a was a good was a fine keeper at sixty. I don't, I, I don't believe I, I've said that. Yeah, I we're, gonna have to, we're gonna have to check the tapes on that. I I can't keep up. All right, let's get into the matchups because the Bears got stuffed at the one-yard line. (laughs) (laughs) Fields had an easy touchdown and somehow just ran into the defenders instead of around them. So, um, look to see what his his awareness rating is next week in Madden. Um, I'm just going to go out on the pod right now saying I I was wrong about that one. I I was a Fields backer. I mean, no. For those reasons, I'm out. All right, let's get into the matchups. We'll start off with the Nevermore team um, waiting for the trade to process, so we're not seeing his full lineup in here right now. Still has ETN in there. Um, But right now with that, Mad Dogs are 13-point projected uh, winners. We got Geno Smith running the QB position. For the Mad Dogs this week, Kareem Hunt, Tony Pollard, Debo, Jerry Judy, Tyler Higby, Christian Kirk, Valdez Scantling. This is the first week of buys, so we are seeing some lower uh, projections from some of the squads on the Nevermore side. We got Kyler, it'll be Mixon and Fournette, T. Higgins, Chris Godwin, Dallas Goddard, Michael Gallup, and probably uh, Alan Lazard replacing Zay Jones. So I would imagine. Uh, Nevermore will be right in line with the Mad Dogs projection after the lineup, after the trade processes, um, I believe, tomorrow. So, start off with the Mad Dogs side. What did you guys think of the ad of Geno Smith and slotting him in that quarterback spot uh, for Micah? Yeah, we talked about it last week. I said they're playing quarterback roulette. Geno Smith going to get his turn here on the, on the spin here. Um, been pretty good so far. That catches a lot of smoke from uh, this podcast, but last last uh, last three weeks and four out of five so far this year, he's been pretty good. Um, Thirty plus past two weeks, playing again at home against a, a pretty porous defense in, in Arizona. So really good streaming option. Uh, I think he was the top streaming option available this week. So. Good, good, good get by the Mad Dogs, and they've been they've been pulling some decent triggers. Um, I think Desert Dogs and Teabag maybe uh, owe him 
for our backing of Jared Goff last week. Um, not the right play. Should have been scared about playing New England. Um, <laughs> so clearly he knows a little bit more about the uh, QB fantasy position than, uh, than than the podcast, maybe. So. In fairness, like, Stafford was awful, though, too. So. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Uh, we were wrong about Geno Smith. I, I mean, the guy put up a five-point effort in week two. And he's been so good the other weeks that he's QB five. I, I can't believe it. I, I mean, he, he's putting up better numbers than Russell Wilson did in this offense. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. I guess the NFL coaches know more than than we do, which is a bizarre fact. He's been so good, you, especially against Arizona. Run him out there. Why not? Yeah, I underestimated the Geno market this week. I had a $1 bid in. I would have liked to start him against Shane this week, but we're going to roll with either Trevor Lawrence or RW1. So that's where we're at. Uh, on the Nevermore side, um, let's talk about... We got Lenny and Chris Godwin going up against the Steelers this week. The hapless Pittsburgh Steelers. I'll put the over-under for Lenny and Godwin at 30 points. Give me an over-under on those two guys. Mm. 30 points seems like a bit of a stretch until you realize what the Bills did them last week. Um, just don't think Tampa Bay's offense is at that point for 30 points. I'll take the under... podcast, but in this type of situation, I'm not sure if they score 20 points between the two of them, they don't blow the Steelers out. The standard is the standard. Mike Tomlin's one of the best coaches in the NFL. No better man to lead this unit, this leader of men. Uh, When I think of who I want to develop, a young quarterback, Mike Tomlin is the number one coach that comes to mind. Give me 20 at a Steelers blowout. I'll take the under. I'll take the over. Fournette might do it by himself. Um, (laughs) This is a uh, a Steelers defense that uh, they have one injury to TJ Watt and they they, they can't do anything. Um, Which is a sign of a coach that knows how to rally his team and, and overcome any kind of shortcomings that Jesse James catch that was referenced earlier for the record was on first down. They had three more downs to get it in the end zone. And uh, just like any great Mike Tomlin coach team, they face one piece of adversity and they fold like an octopus falling out of a tree and hitting every branch on the way down. All right, who do we have winning this one between the Mad Dogs and the Nevermore? Mad Dogs have Devontae on by. Um, definitely a, a big piece of this matchup. Yeah, you got Devontae on by and probably on suspension next week. Um, after that, just brutal assault that he put on that cameraman. Yeah, what a, brutal. What a criminal. Um, Guy shouldn't have been standing there. <laughs> what a joke. 
who went? Who won the game? Who wins this matchup? Nevermore too. There's some guys on the Mad Dog side that probably shouldn't be starting. Um, this is a pro Jerry Judy podcast, but I'm out. Even even we can recognize the mistakes. All right, next matchup. Let's go with the Steel Curtain against the Bull Weevils. Bull Weevils started out two and zero, now sitting at two and three. Steel Curtain 1-4, and four, got that big dub last week on the back of big games from Dalvin Cook and Gabe Davis. Jesus Christ. Um, on the Curtain side, we got Wentz at quarterback, Dalvin Cook, Raheem Mostert, Gabe Davis, Russell Gage, Hayden Hurst, Garrett Wilson, Randall Cobb, Dalton Schultz moves to the bench. I think he's our first goose egg from a keeper this year, um, last week. On the Bull Weevil side, we got Tom Brady, J.K. Dobbins, David Montgomery, Cooper Cup, Jacoby Myers, Dawson Knox, Mike Evans, and Jail Model. Um, so we got obviously Brady and Evans in what we already deemed to be a pretty good matchup for uh, Tampa. Montgomery off to a decent start with 2.6. Uh, we'll see if he can find his way to the end zone. That would obviously big be big for him. It's a decent start, I guess. I, I keep feeling like it's halfway through the first quarter, not the second quarter, so you have to apologize. The clock is just melting in this game. Um, Cooper Cup. Like I don't think the over is coming in. Cooper Cup, obviously, doing Cooper Cup things. Um, Jacoby Myers, though, huge game last week from Bailey Zappi. Seven catches, 111 yards. He gets Cleveland this week. Um, I think we've talked about Myers one or two times on the podcast this year, but. Let's keep it going. Um, what do you guys think about Myers at Cleveland this week? Yeah, I like it. I'm kicking myself because he was on the wire for, for a while there for the first few weeks of the season. And uh, felt like he was the best player on the wire and he just never pulled the trigger for whatever reason. Um, like Myers this week, I think Cleveland is uh, pretty poor. And Definitely the target share is there for him. Um, target monster. And I would, I would expect him to, to put up big numbers again this week, so love the play. Yeah, somebody that rode Jacoby hard, I, I don't even know why I just became an afterthought and the Seawolves didn't grab him. I, I, I love him. Great play this week, wide receiver three, potential wide receiver two type option. Um maybe even a high-end wide receiver two this week based on matchup. Big fan. Jacoby Truther. All right, on the curtain side, in that flex two spot, we saw a breakout game last week from old man Randall Cobb. Seven for 99 on 13 targets. As Rodgers seems to just go back to one of his favorite all-time targets there. He's got the Jets in a matchup this week. Jets secondary has been tough this year. What do you think about uh, the curtain adding Randall Cobb and throwing him out there in the flex two spot this week? Yeah, I mean, desperate times for desperate measures uh, in curtain land right now. Um, 
kind of got to throw some things at the wall, see what sticks. But got a chance to watch the Packers a little more up close and personal last week, considering they were they were the London game only only game in town at the time. Um, Randall Cobb really. Not that we, I, I think we probably expected it with with the loss of Adams, but really that safety valve for Rodgers, um, that comfortability is obviously there. Um, the relationship between the two is clearly a lot stronger than what he has with, with some of the younger receivers. Um, and he was just kind of going to him in important downs and important plays throughout the game. Um, I expect that to continue just because there's very limited options. So until the relationship with the, with the younger guys, the other options in Green Bay uh, grows, I expect Cobb's role to be quite similar. I mean, I don't know that we can expect 13 targets every week, but certainly a serviceable flex play. Yeah, I'm going to go to the other end on it and just say he's, he's fodder. Um, there's fodder scattered throughout, not only the starting lineup, but of course the bench. Not a big Randall Cobb guy. He's number three, number four option in offense. Yet he had 13 targets last week, but he hadn't had more than four in any game before that. I don't. I don't think we can make any kind of a meaningful takeaway from the London game. He'll be back on the wire uh, and probably stay out there for a good chunk of the rest of the season. Yeah, I just don't know what to make of this Packers team. I, I obviously like what we did last week, but it feels a little risky. Um, I don't know. Just not impressed with what they're doing. Just doesn't look good. So I'm not uh, too excited about it, and I do think the Jets' defense is tougher than people are giving them credit for. I'll take uh, the Bull Weevils to win this one. Right now they are 20-point favorites over the curtain. Yeah, give me the give me the Weevils. Um, Carson Wentz not in the play at the quarterback streaming position here for the curtain. So give me uh, give me the Weevils. Got sucked into the the big overtop that my SGPs are to fall victim to. Yeah, this is um, the Weevils, and uh, I put an asterisk as one to watch for a potential double up. Alright, next game. We'll talk. Take your ball and go home against the Denver Desert Dogs. On the teabag side, we got Justin Herbert, Aaron Jones, Miles Sanders, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Gerald Everett, James Conner, and Rondell Moore. Um, doesn't look like Conner's going to be able to go. He's projected for zero at the moment. Um, and then on the dog side, we got Trevor Lawrence, Christian McCaffrey, Ramondre Stevenson, George Pickens, Alec Pierce, Taysom Hill, C.D. Lamb, and Tyler Lockett, who popped up on the injury report today. Um, with the goose egg from Connor right now, the dogs are one-point favorites, 98-97. to 97. Uh, This one feels a little stale. Are we concerned about Tyreek Hill last week popping up in a walking boot at the end of the game for the teabag side? Yeah, I mean, concerned about the whole squad right now. Um, we're just not very good at the moment. Um, a lot of question mark 
about the walking boot, concerned about the fact that Skyler Thompson, who I feel like should be playing in the WNBA, um, is going to be throwing him the football if he does, if he is suiting up. So just a lot of question marks on, on T-Bag's side of the ball. Um, not exactly what you're looking for when you're, when you're going against the, the commission, trying to trying to kind of put him out of his misery here, get him to him for um, I'm not concerned. The, the the squad's really good around them. Yes, question marks at the quarterback position. Who knows when Tua is going to be able to feed himself again and get cleared to play. Uh, still a really good team. Feels like you might be a year late on putting James Conner in your lineup every week. Trying to tell you last year. I feel like I was right about that one. Everyone was telling me how good he was. I was going to keep yeah, on Ross yeah. Brown and couldn't pull the trigger. Yeah, well, no, I'm not concerned. He'll be fine. Most dangerous guy with the football, I'm told, by expert analysts. That's Mikey, right? Yep. Okay. All right, on the dog side, um, Ramondre Stevenson, breakout game last week. 25 for 161. Damian Harris looks like he might not be able to go. They get that Cleveland defense that Shane talked about. Is this a pro-Ramondre Stevenson podcast this week? No, 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 no. We are not. No. We're addressing the elephant in the room. We're talking Taysom Hill. Come on. Go for it. Previously discussed as the player that should not be started at the tight end position because everybody knows that's not fair. He shouldn't. No. And here we are, (laughs) desperate times in Denver, trying to use any angle he can, throws out Taysom Hill as the tight end, knowing full well. This has been addressed before, and here we are. Well, oh, wait, I'm, I'm just playing within the rules of ESPN here. If you, have it, if you have a problem, take it up with the fantasy leagues. I get it. <laughs> Plenty of other leagues you can play in, Phil. Yeah. Plenty of other leagues. No, I know. <laughs> Matchup league, you got to be the team in front of you. I mean, I think he's averaging like four touches a game, so. Yeah. He's, he's... yeah probably, it probably won't be an issue at all. You're right. Shane played him in Fanduel last week in cash, so <laughs> that's where we're at. I'm, 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 I'm giving it back to him. Uh, I, I was surprised. I put a, I put a, put a pretty, pretty high bid in on him. I was surprised that more people didn't bid. But I needed a tight end this week. I would not have bid on him if Hawkinson wasn't on by. No, kudos to you. I, I feel like you should have been sought after. He's clearly a. One of those just weird advantages in fantasy because he isn't truly a tight end, but for some reason he's listed as a tight end. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm not sure that he ever plays tight end. Um, <laughs> so it's kind of just, I don't really know how they came up with that, but I guess they had to put him somewhere. Um, we Good. are a pro Ramondre podcast to answer the original question. Um, he's just a better player and I think Harris is pretty good but I think he's a better overall player than Harris um, another big week this week gonna go for another hundred on the score 
did score last week. Oh, he didn't? Well, yeah. for another Honda. There's goose egg potential in Taysom Hill, too. Like, let's 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 be realistic about this. There's goose egg potential. He may not. There's there's a chance he hasn't touched the field one time. We have we have other tight ends that are keepers putting up goose eggs. Come on. I don't, I don't know that there's goose egg potential, but after a thirty-seven point week, I'm sure they're gonna find a way to get him a few touches. <laughs> They've done weirder things. We'll see what happens. But yes, desperate, desperate times called for desperate measures. That's correct. Oh my God, Fields is awful. Um, so I gotta like some of the things on the take your bone go home side. Herbert on Monday night, obviously, um, pretty good. Miles Sanders on Sunday night, tough matchup, but should be uh, an important game for both teams. Obviously, Chiefs Bills. That one's gonna be fun. So between Diggs. Herbert and Miles Sanders. Um, Shane's got some big players over there, and if Tyreek Hill is good to go, uh, he gets the Minnesota secondary. Um, with that being said, I like my squad this week. If Tyler Lockett plays, I'll take the Desert Dogs in this one. Yeah, um, preface this by saying my, my team's not very good. I'm not really sure what you guys are seeing. I mean, I think when when everyone's healthy, um, starting lineup wise, I'm pretty close to the top. But not all healthy. Bye weeks. We already knew we we're going to be a problem because we have zero depth. Because um, you can't figure out the waiver wire. That's also true. Um, it just changed one, the rules, I think. This one's Desert Dogs, and it's not close. I don't know that my team gets to sixty points. <laughs> oh my god. This guy. I, I mean, you're saying you like the matchup. The Denver pass team is one of the best in the league. Dallas defense is one of the best in the league. What I don't know what you're looking at. Other than Diggs, I mean, I would expect Diggs to have a nice week. Um, should be some points in that one, but I'm not seeing where the other points are coming from. So You keep yeah, throwing this crap out there. We're going to lose every subscriber we have. Come on. Stop. Stop. Uh... All right. Bold prediction. Dogs. Dogs win it. Taysom Hill. Even with Lockett in the lineup, Taysom Hill. He's gonna throw one, return one, and <laughs> run a run a tutter in. You heard it here first, fellas. Taysom Hill, not Lockett. <laughs> Correct. That that yeah. Bold prediction. That's, That's a, that new, a new one. Throw yep. one. Run Throw one, one, return one, and <laughs> run a tutter in. Taysom Hill goes for 40 again. League-wide controversy because this guy can't stay away from it. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, next game, Fleetwood Franchise. <laughs> <laughs> no rebuttal. Fleetwood Franchise, Abusement Park. Um, franchise right now 93.8 projection nobody in the flex two spot running Curtis Samuel out there in the flex on Thursday night just one of my pet put someone in your lineup man (laughs) (laughs) Beastman Park uh, projected for 99 points obviously again the trade hasn't gone through so 
Mixon will come out. Lazard will come out. Uh, ETN will replace Mixon most likely. And somebody will replace Lazard, but there's not. Maybe Daryl Henderson. I don't know. Maybe there's someone on the wire he's looking at. Um, got Josh Allen in that big game against Kansas City. So I think we know where this one's headed. But I'll ask about Joe Burrow's alleged number one target, Jamar Chase Burrow and Chase making their glorious return to the state of Louisiana this week, 1 p.m. game. You think Joe and Jamar show out in this one? I see where you're going with this. Um, I'm going to say no, though. Even though after we just saw the Saints defense get beat up last week by by Gino, um, you would think that that's what we're headed for. Something's, something's not right in Cincinnati. Um, they're off. I mean, the offensive line is still obviously a problem. And I just... Just think the whole team. Something's just a little off with Cincinnati. So I'm not willing to say they're going to break out yet. Um, I, I just I don't see it. I don't see it. It's weird. We're not normally young receivers go the other way. They have a slow start, and then they pick up and dominate. Uh, Chase hasn't done that, but I don't. I don't think it's because of him. It's because of whatever the hell's happening in Cincinnati. I agree something's off. But I do think this is this is a get right game. Uh they come back, have a good showing, Jamar Chase ends up as a wide receiver one this week. Full prediction. I guess the Lattimore matchup makes this bold, but <laughs> He hasn't put in the season. That's what makes it bold. I mean, week one he was, but all right. I mean, I'm just looking at the position rankings for the season. He's wide receiver 17. He's been disappointing. Um, only two games over double digits. Um, but the targets are there. It's just I don't think that they've been quality targets, which goes back to my my Joe Shiesty takes, so... Lentz airing it out, hitting the defender in the back. <laughs> it's awful. Uh, Brian Robinson, eight, 19 yards so far for the franchise. Uh, Curtis Samuel, point eight for the franchise. Let's talk about the park. Um, got Mike Williams on Monday night. It's like playing Russian roulette. You never know what you're going to get from him. He's had stat lines this year of 8 for 113 in a score, 7 for 120, 10 for 134, and then we've had 2 for 10 and 1 for 15. Um, I think Shane warned Brandon of this. Shane thinks that the Denver pass defense is good. So, Monday night, what do we expect from Big Mike? Ah, oh, man. Two outstanding weeks back to back, huh? 11 for 120, 13 for 134. Um, I do think the Denver defense is, is stingy. I think the pass defense was stingy. Um, Patrick Sertan, pretty good player. Gotta figure he's gonna spend some time on Big Mike. 
certain he's been he's been a good player but um, the other thing you said last week Shane was that Herbert's a lock for 250 and two touchdowns every week so yeah yeah well oh my god yeah how about that Curtis Samuel stink fest um, I'll take the franchise to win because they have Josh Allen <laughs> Kind of been the franchise's year so far. Um, four and one so far. They get a nice little beat up abusement park team after a trade here. Um, don't see a reason that they don't continue that that Buffalo Kansas City game. Hopefully that's as fun as we all hope it would be. Why can't we get that one in prime time? Like what's going on? Figure it out, NFL. Can't give us a Sunday night Kansas City Buffalo. Um, Allen goes for 35 to 40 again, and, and this one's franchise. Franchise, asterisk, potential double up matchup. <laughs> I mean, it is the 430 CBS game, so I do feel like the NFL kind of considers that a primetime game. So. Romo's going to be on that, right? Oh, Has yeah, to be. you know. Jim! Jim! <laughs> All right, next game, Team Ice Cream against the Flock. 4-1 Ice Cream against 3-2 Flock. Ice Cream projected to win by 14 right now. We got Mahomes, the corpse of Najee Harris, CEH, Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf, Travis, don't call me four, Tutter, Kelsey, the corpse of Alvin Kamara, and Melvin, Side-Eye, and Gordon. Um... On the flock side, we got Joe Burrow, Jonathan Taylor, Ken Walker, um, big uh, big name in fantasy this week with Rashad Penny weirdly getting hurt this year, um, Deontay Johnson, Drake London, Mark Andrews, Devin Singletary, and Isaiah McKenzie. Um, thought that the McKenzie pickup was very good I think that he could have a sneaky huge game in what we expect to be that that fast paced scoring Kansas City Buffalo game what did you guys think about uh, Isaiah McKenzie and uh, that pickup for the flock he did well in the playoffs um, 
He's been good this year, too. Yeah, he's been good this year. He was an early season stash by the uh, Desert Dog, I believe, and then he got dropped. Yeah. Tough lineup to make over there. Um, I like him as a play. This 425 game has SGP written all over it. It's going to be my get right, get even for the week game. I like it. Startable. Yeah, absolutely. Um, normally, like I was, I, I'm kind of a pessimist of, of, of these early season matchups of whether or not um, these teams are going to show kind of everything they got in the playbook. But I mean, gotta feel like both these teams are staring this one in the face and saying, "We're going to play this team again in the in the, in the playoffs." I want it to be on our field. Um, this is going to be an all-out brawl. Both teams are really going to go after it, um, and, and I think there's going to be some points here. Um, might not be a hot take, but th- th- there should be points in this one. I think McKenzie's a great play. Yeah, and Phil, I cut him after weeks one and two when he had three targets in each of those matchups. I didn't know Gabe Davis was going to get hurt, so um, just <laughs> just to defend the narrative. Um on the ice cream side, just want to check something before I. All right, so Kamar did have a pretty good game last week, twenty three for one hundred three, six for ninety one in the air. Um, wasn't great before that, but looks like he may be uh, rounding back to form. And if Mike Thomas, uh, Olave, and Jarvis Landry don't play, um, obviously we like Kamara. Um. Can't talk about Najee again, right? Can't do it. What's it 11, for, 11 for 20. Can't talk about him. No, can't talk about him. Um, Crushed my SGP last week, not getting 25 yards. Justin Jefferson's been over 300 yards the last two weeks 10 for 147 and 12 for 154. He gets a Miami pass defense that Lamar Jackson carved up through the air. Um, let's say Justin Jefferson over under 125 receiving yards this week. Over. Um, over. <laughs> <laughs> over. I mean, no reason not to. We're, we're entering, uh, dare I say, Julio Jones territory. <laughs> Um, He's pretty awesome. Looks like a, looks like a young Julio Jones out there, kind of to me. Um, and I, and I, the reason I, other than the fact that he kind of looks and plays like him, um, the fact that he hasn't gotten in the end zone in five weeks <laughs> um, since week one, as far as through the air, um, two touchdowns through the air week one, none since then, but the yardage is there. Um, great player, Miami, little. Uh, little off-key right now, we'll put it that way. Um, ever since I spoke about them probably making the playoffs, they've been pretty bad. Um, so, yeah, big week for Jefferson again. Not hard to see. Um, over 125. Don't remember what the question was, but he's phenomenal. Uh, I would consider him the, the wide receiver one rest of season. And he, the only reason he hasn't been so far is he doesn't have two great games there in the middle. 
It has not gotten in the end zone all that much. Don't know what the question is. Justin Jefferson's phenomenal. Over under 125 through the air this week. That's right. Over, and it's not close. It's right. not under podcast. I will take uh, ice cream to smash in this one. Mahomes, Kelsey, CEH, Jefferson with a big game. I think Kamara has a good game. Um, Deontay Johnson and Drake London leave something to be desired on the flock side for me at the wide receiver position. And I think the players that Ice Cream has in this Bills-Chiefs matchup are more um, more favorable. So that's my, that's my pick. Yeah, so I saw someone on Twitter say this week that Deontay Johnson was like a, a must-grab guy, like a must-trade for if you want him rest of the season. Good luck to that guy. Um, I want no parts of the Steelers' offense. Um, picked against the flock last week. Said I was going to win. Of course, they won. I can't get this team right. All I know is that the ice cream shitters are really good. And... Uh, Game of the week, rivalry matchup. Renegades, Seawolves. Been a lot, <laughs> been a lot said, a lot said about this um, this matchup this week. Been a lot of uh, mean conversation from the Seawolves side about the <laughs> Renegades roster. Right now, Renegades. Um, could be running into a buzzsaw. Seawolves, hottest team in the league right now. Right now, the Wolves are four and a half point favorites. Terry McLaren, uh, 4.6 so far for the Renegades. He was the target on the two passes that hit the defenders' backs from Carson Wentz. We got Lamar, Saquon, JWJ. Terry McLaurin, Amari Cooper, Robert Tunyon, Cam Akers, and Zeke Elliott. And then on the Seawolf side, Jalen Hurts, Austin Eckler, Eno Benjamin, Chris Olave, Romeo Dubs, Zach Ertz, Marquise Brown, and A.J. Brown for the Wolves. Looks like a pretty even matchup. Um, I don't love the Akers side for the Renegades, but we'll talk about a podcast favorite, J.W.J., um, four straight games, double digits, 20 points last week. He gets a hapless Atlanta run defense this week. What do you guys think about J-Dub-J? Is that J-Dub-J the third, or, or what number do we put behind him? He's a junior, so. Okay. Second. <laughs> I couldn't remember. Yeah, I know. You yelled at Phil last week or two weeks ago about why we're calling J-Dub-J the a second or third. Uh, he always yells at me. That's not, you yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, guy's been pretty phenomenal. I don't see a reason why that's not going to continue. Um, put me in for another big week as the Niners are rolling lately. So put me in for another uh, another big week for, for J-Dub. Um, 
Under 100, though. Maybe like 80, between 80 and 90 in a, in a score. Yeah. Another big week. Big JWJ fan. Uh, JWJ2 fan. As former Seawolf, it, it's going to sink when he twists the knife at me this weekend. Uh, was not even part of this squad when you guys claimed him to be the best roster in the league. The rich get richer. I hope I have a shot this week. Justin Fields is just driven to the ground. No flag called. Seawolf um, <laughs> side. Um, let's talk about Eckler. Back-to-back 30-point games. Gets Denver Monday night. Questions answered. Uh, over under 20 points for Austin Eckler this week. Uh, man. Only RB2. I'm going to go under. I think it's really close, though. I see him somewhere in the, the 17, 18 point range. Um, there's going to be plenty of work through the passing game. But just there's 173 yards on the ground is just an anomaly um, and speaks to the state of the, the Cleveland Brownies right now. Give me a much better effort from, from Denver this week. And give me, give me under 20 for Eckler this week. No, he's going over. Uh, not close. The only question is going to be, is he throwing out two tutters or three tutters? Big Eckler truther. Always have been. Over. All right, so Phil's got him over. Eckler with the question being how many tutters. Shane's got under 20. Um, I will... I'll take the over as well. Can't take unders. Can't do it. Um, I think there's definitely definite two-touchdown possibility for Eckler Monday night. Who do you guys have winning this one? Pretty good matchup. Um, I do think it's relatively even. Um, I'm going to take the Seawolves, though. Don't like Tunyon. Don't like Cam Akers. And I'm a little worried about Zeke uh, in the Sunday night game. I don't think that's a great matchup for him. I think it's going to be more of a Pollard game. So just trust the players on the Wolves' side a little more. Um, Because even if Olave is unable to go... Um, we can either throw in AR2 or Ratchet. So, we're good. <laughs> you just wanted to say AR2. Uh, I was just looking, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think yeah, so, Ratchet might be a play this week, though, too. Usually a big believer in karma, especially on the Seawolves side. Um, but it's the, it's the Seawolves year, man. Seawolves here, nothing could go wrong. I don't know what could possibly stop this team. Um, I know what could. I just found it. Cam Akers gets benched for the Renegades. Inserted into the flex one spot from the Fegley bench, Devin Duvernay. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a it's a Duvernay game. It's a Duvernay game. Oh god, we were right on him. <laughs> it's a Duvernay game. Um, Sorry to interrupt you, Gene. No, you're fine. But uh, yeah, for for all those reasons, I'm I'm not sure what could stop this squad. I'm excited to see what it's going to be. Um, even with the king on by, give me the wolves in, in a tight one. Guys, it, it's going to be a tough week. You're, you're, you're facing one of the, well, the best roster in the league, adding Jay. Nobody Jay ever Jay said that. No no one ever said that. I've got the king on by, uh, even though I have the highest scoring team in the league, I'm facing the number six highest scoring team in the league. I'm still out of class from a roster perspective. It's, we are we're gonna have to fight. It's gonna be tough, and karma isn't gonna be helping me. I, I can tell you that for how much I trust this roster. But the wolves early in the season find a way, and this is a game in the second half of the season we easily lose. But at this spot, we're there. So that wraps up uh, the matchups for week six. You guys in a hurry to get out of here, or do you want to spend a couple minutes just chatting about the league? What, what's well, the... we, were, we were cruising. I, I didn't even realize that was game of the week, man. That was I game was, of the week, yep. I was, I was in La La Land. I, I thought we had one more. No, that, I think I got them all. Hurry up. What, what are we going to do? Go watch this game? <laughs> See if there's another three-point score in the second half? Let's do a uh, let's do some let's do some fantasy superlatives for week six here. I know nobody's still listening. Um, you know everyone's listening. Yeah, I do think people listen. Friday only only Papa Kaz is listening to this part of it. Um, I want to hear from you guys, non quarterback. Who is the most impressive fantasy football player you've seen so far this season? Jefferson. Non-quarterback, most impressive fantasy football player this season. I mean... I don't think it's close. I think, I think it is close. Um, it's kind of a cop-out answer, but I still think it's Cooper Cup. Yeah. Um, the guy's still incredible. I don't know what the share or percentages are of that offense, but gotta be one of the highest among teams in the league he's just an incredible player um, still wide receiver one in what's been a pretty disappointing offense so far so it's Cooper Cup yeah he's he, he would have been my choice too um, he's second in flex eligible players in scoring his one bad week was 14.4 where he only got six targets, uh, four for 44, and then had a 20-yard touchdown run. Um, so he's had you know five touchdowns already this season. The targets are just insane. Um, his second-worst game this season was 14 for 122, where he put up 20 points. Um, but I would be remiss if I didn't mention the number one non-quarterback player in the league this year, Nick Chubb. So, Georgia running what, back. Um, Georgia running back, Supreme. 
<laughs> Top 10 keepers as he was drafted. What? Yep. Let's do a temperature check on the bet that we had. Who was it? So it was Fegley's, it was Fegley's wide receiver since we were talking about, obviously, you know, Fegley's roster. And I probably said it's the best roster in the league, apparently. Um, and it was... No, I don't think you guys actually said that. You said it was really good. It was Amari Cooper, Juju Smith-Schuster, Adam, <laughs> Adam Thielen, and Michael Thomas. And I said that I guaranteed that one of those guys would be, I think, top 20. Two. Two. I, two. I thought I said one. one. One's not. That, like, what kind of bet is that? No, it was two. Check okay. your notebook. It was two. Check your notebook. I got it written down somewhere. Hold on. Check your notebook. All right. McLaurin, wide receiver 30. McLaurin wasn't in it. Yeah, it was... two, two, you tried to say two top 25. We we held you to two top 20. You start, you try to say 20, then you try to back to 25. Juju is uh, wide receiver sit in your egg. I got it written right here. Uh, Adam Thielen, wide receiver 40. Uh, feels like I was right about this one. Juju, Mike Thomas, Cooper, Thielen, two in the top 20. Well, if, if freaking Milk Carton could play, he's missed the last two weeks. He's missed the last two weeks, and he's still wide receiver 41. This thing still has legs. <laughs> I'm going to go out on the limb and say Juju's not going to get there. He stinks. Um, Better chance of my SGP's heading tonight than this bit heading. So, I mean, you got Cooper at 14. He's solid. Um, where's Thielen at? 40. Stink. 40. So you're gonna need or uh, or Big Mike Thomas to uh, step it up here. All right. Um, who's been your most disappointing non-quarterback? Najee Harris. Yeah, I mean, that's... twenty touches a game isn't even a running back too. We we touched on it last week. Seventy one dollars. Um, that's a pretty fair. <laughs> Fair answer there, Phil. Um, be hard pressed to find someone that's been more disappointed than that. I mean, the whole Steelers offense. Dante Johnson. Not, not been Claypool. Claypool spotter. I mean, the whole Steelers offense pretty disappointing. Um, trying to think of who's who's struggling this year. Um, He's perfect because it's not injury related. Like he's played at full strength the whole season and just been terrible. Yeah, I mean, thinking about my own squad, I'm thinking James Conner, obviously been a big disappointment so far. Zeke Elliott, another one that comes to mind. Um, and DeAndre, DeAndre DeAndre Swift has missed two games, and he scored two point seven more fantasy points than Najee Harris this year. He's had 69 carries for 222 yards. AR2 was a pretty big miss. He wouldn't have drafted as high, but nobody thought he was going to be this bad. I, I didn't think he was going to be this bad, I should say. No, I think every... I mean, there are a lot of people in on... Uh, in on Allen Robinson. You know, Joe Mixon, low-key... I'm looking at his numbers. So he's got 27 more carries 
than Najee Harris and only 80 more yards. So he's actually been pretty bad too. That um, offensive line is just atrocious. Trying to see who else has been. I mean, Cam Akers stinks. 51 carries for 151 yards. I think I saw something that Cam Akers has more games in his career where he's averaged less than two yards rushing per game than he has 100-yard rushing games. Say that again? Cam Akers has had more games where he's averaged less than two yards per carry than he has 100-yard rushing games in his career. And it hasn't been a very long career, but that just feels bad. Feels like we were right about him when we said he wasn't a great keeper. Um, Another one, I mean, it's early injuries that played a part. I mean, Alvin Kamara, has, other than, I mean, last week he obviously had a pretty decent game, but I'm looking right now, he's running back 43. Um, not exactly what you're looking for. Missed two games, so take that for what it is. But hasn't been off to a to a great start. Hasn't found the end zone. Hasn't found the end zone in any of the three games he played in. Well, so it's clear that offense it, it's running through the backup tight end. Like he's the focal point <laughs> now. It's not. It's not a Kamara offense anymore. And yet, I'm going to try and trade for Kamara at the deadline, and he's going to say he's completely untradeable. We can't. He's a keeper. I can't move him. Why would Spears trade him? He's going to be there. Who do you guys think wins that that division? Renegades, Ice Cream, and Take Your Ball and Go Home. All three teams with a pretty high playoff percentage uh, projection from ESPN. Um, I'd say Ice Cream's probably the favorite right now. Yeah, Ice Cream's got to be the favorite. They got the best team. Um, Chiefs just seem to be on a FU plan. Um, and he has the exact trifecta of, of guys you, you kind of want in that offense right now. Um, I, I think it's the Ice Cream that, that comes out. I know what Phil's going to say, but I think we all know what Phil's going to say. But it, it's Ice Cream's the favorite, and I think they're going to take it down. I think you're going to see my team fall back to the middle of the pack here at the bottom as the bye weeks start hitting. Um, so I think it, I think it's uh, I think it's ice cream. Uh, nothing better than a deep tea bag, and uh, this tea bag starting roster is very deep. Bench is thin, but the starting roster is solid at each one of those positions. It's between him and Spears. You know, you guys know I'm not sold on this uh, Renegade roster. I'm, I'm just not. And, and the results so far have solidified how right I was on that. It's the other two. And I, I kind of like T-Bag more. Jason looks like he did the best job drafting. Um, sitting there 3-2. and two, Only scored 471 points, but he's got a one-game lead in the division over... The Bull Weevils and the Desert Dogs. Who do you guys think wins the Elway division? I'm going to take experience here huh. and go to the Desert Dogs. Yep. Been a believer, been a believer since week one. And I, I think with 
Taysom Hill pickup. We, we go Desert Dogs here. That's what I was going to say. The Taysom Hill thing changes the entire dynamic of the league. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you guys are sickening. Okay, when he starts throwing two tutters a game, we got controversy on our hands. I, I think the reason you were the only high bidder on him is everybody knew, like, oh, shit, I don't want to deal with that. Um, but here we are, cause lurking in the shadows, finds a piece on the sidewalk and says, hey, my team might have some runs left just yet. We haven't even mentioned the the trade fleece that's about to happen in the next couple of weeks here. <laughs> I don't know that there's going to be many sellers. Waddle get moved as a high potential keeper because Najee sinks. I mean, never more. Warren, Warren, whatever his name is. I guess the Mad Dogs could potentially sell. Um, Nevermore maybe ends up a seller. Steel Curtain. Park still will get make sure they get their 50. Um, so I guess there's going to be some players, some players for sale here. Can't, you can't look at the ones that you think are going to be sold, though, when it comes to the Desert Dogs. If, if, if history has proven us anything. Oh, my gosh. you, you got to know that. <laughs> you got to know Look at that. the top of the rankings. Who is the wide receiver one? That Cooper Cup potential dog. you you, you got to know that you're going to wake up on a, on a dreary, dreary Wednesday morning to a, 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 a trade that went down at, like, 1.30 a.m. when we're all in bed that the Desert Dogs now have somehow three top ten players on their roster. We already have one. We already have one. Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> you guys left. $25 draft cash. Receive three top ten players at their position and give away two pieces of wave of wire water. <laughs> We all we all immediately have to check in with whoever the trade trade partner was to make sure that like there's a there's a good welfare check at their address. Cause sure everything's okay. gets on the podcast Thursday night, spends five minutes trying to say why Jalen Warren is a potential keeper. Why he's so high on him? How good he is? You guys just told me. You guys just basically. You both basically told me he's the RB one in uh, in Pittsburgh. So. <laughs> could be could be you, you know Warren and, and probably along in, long in the tooth Brandon Cooks is getting traded for <laughs> some sort of high wide <laughs> receiver one slash RB one value George Pickens too I mean he might be a keeper next year he might oh, he God. might have some legs and that high power <laughs> Pickens and Warren could be the next Connor and Juju keepers. <laughs> I mean, you, you look at what the connection Pickett to Pickens has. My God, you're you're getting those like Devontae A Rod vibes. Yeah, I know. We're excited about him. We're excited about him. I'm gonna be so pissed when I get knocked out of the playoffs by a Taysom Hill forty burger. I'm gonna be so pissed. In all honesty, I mean, I know Kaz, you, you you do you do you do well for yourself in your in your career path, but I mean, I feel like you really missed out on on just a, a great 
career in sales. I mean, you can't knock it. The guy's just a great salesman. Um, he sells his guys. He, he stalks, stalks the rest of the league and, and knows what, what the value of his guys are and what the value of everyone else's guys are and just just makes great sales pitches and uh, somehow comes across with a, an un, uncanny trade every year. He places you, and it feels like he did you a favor. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Yep, that's me. You missed your calling. Yep, that's me. Uh, any other guys? I, I want to check in with you on my um, $5 future bet to win 29 k um, Josh Allen to win MVP. Currently a heavy favorite. Micah Parsons. Wait, what? what? Oh, 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 oh. It was a part away. Yeah. Um, Micah Parsons to win Defensive Player of the Year. Currently heavy favorite. Damian Pierce to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Currently the Vegas favorite. And then the Master of Suck, Aiden Hutchinson. Awful. <laughs> I need that one to step up a little bit. Sinking like a rock. Do you have a cash out option? Not yet. <laughs> Can you hedge against other defensive players of the year? If I don't, I don't even know these guys. Like I don't know who Devin Lloyd is. I know he plays for Jacksonville. And then there's a guy named Sauce that people like. I think Sauce Gardner. Yeah. Cornerback from Cincy. Yeah. Well, college Cincy. Jets. So those are the two right now that are. I, I, think I, the I can't watch this. The ball landed fifteen yards short of the line. I can't watch. We got too much money. What I learned on the screen, Fields is on his back. <laughs> what I learn my lesson? How much money do I have to lose watching painful Justin Fields prime time game until I just learn? Next week, Thursday night. It is Can't wait. Saints Cardinals. Oh God! <laughs> but it's, that's way better than this. We get, we get to see Kyler confused going through his progressions. Here's the here's the worst one. Thursday, November tenth, week ten. Falcons Panthers. Oh Jesus! I bet it's at Carolina too, so there's no chance points are going. Getting scored in that. Yeah, it's in Carolina. Yeah, well, that's poor shit. And then week 16, Thursday, December 22nd, Jags, Jets. Whoa. <laughs> color yeah, rush. That, I was going to say, that could be a <laughs> potential color rush. <sighs> <sighs> yeah. All right. Well, we've been going for. 80 minutes now. I think the people have had enough. Um, thank you both for joining me to talk week six in Soffle. Thank you all for listening, if you are still listening. And we look forward to getting together next week for some Saints Cardinals when we talk week seven in the Sons of Fantasy Football League.